What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Grit Fitness and Performance Podcast, episode number six. As always, I am your host, Chris Sanchez, and today we are going to talk about something that will affect uh, and pertain to a large number of Americans and just people in general worldwide, and it's how to stay healthy while working long hours behind a desk, a.k.a in a seated position uh, for hours on end. And we live in a day and age where modern technology has advanced so much that it really drives our workforce. A lot of the work we do today is done on a computer or from a seated position. You know, the the jobs that your um, great-grandparents were once doing that were physically um, active and very labor intensive, you know, there are still some jobs out there as far as like construction and, um, you know, building or whatever, something along those lines. But, you know, I don't know any statistics, but I'd be willing to bet that a large percentage of people spend their day seated behind a desk of some sort working on some sort of computer. And, you know, they've said that, sitting is the new smoking just because of all the detrimental side effects that come from sitting for an extended period of time, day after day after day, week after week after week. Um, Basically what this does is it causes certain muscles to, in essence, shut off, other muscles to become tight, and you basically just become a inactive, immobile, unhealthy version of yourself because you're just so inactive and your body is adapting in ways um, you know, it is adapting to the demands that are being placed on it, which are, you know, not very much at all, but you're stuck in these seated positions all day. So the body's going to adjust, um, to those demands that you are putting on it, um, day in and day out. But there are some things that you can do now, obviously you can't like, you know, take a two hour lunch and just kind of work out and do what you can. But there are, um, there are certain things you can do as far as, Uh, certain mobility drills or certain strength exercises, uh, altering your diet and just, you know, how to incorporate a little bit more movement in your daily routine so that you still can be a healthy person while working behind the desk. Um, And there are, you know, there are definitely certain ways to offset those detrimental side effects that come from being in a seated position um, for hours and hours and hours. So, We are going to dive into things, uh, but first a word from our sponsor. Just kidding. We don't have a sponsor just yet, but I I am looking for takers. So if you guys want to throw a little bit of money at us in, you know, in exchange for some ad space, let me know. Um, All right. So diving into it, how to stay healthy while working hours behind a desk. So we're going to touch on four things. The four things that we're going to touch on are mobility, strength, Um, nutrition, and basically just overall movement, uh, and how can you tweak those things to optimize your health while still being in that seated position for a long period of time. And the first thing I want to touch on, and these are in no really particular order of importance, um, but the first one that I want to touch on is nutrition, just because I do think that that's probably the biggest thing people can be doing uh, as far as offsetting maybe some of the weight gain that a lot of people experience from working desk job from 
you know, years on end. Um, they just kind of mindlessly eat more calories than they need to um, because they are much more sedentary than they actually realize um, over the course of a given day. And, you know, while you might not notice the pounds packing on after, you know, a week of your desk job, and you might not notice, you know, yourself getting a little bit tubby in the short run, in the long run, it really, you know, takes its toll. And the changes are so small and so gradual that you don't really notice it until you wake up, you know, one day, eight years have passed, and you're like, oh my, like, who, who ate me? Like I'm, I'm a, just a former shell of myself, but I'm 25 pounds heavier. Um, so altering your diet can be a really big game changer as far as how to stay healthy while working a desk job. And I, I think the, the number one thing that you have to realize that you have to do is that at a desk job, let's be honest, you're sitting for like, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 hours a day and you factor in a commute to that, it could be even longer um, a desk job means you are largely sedentary for the entire day. So, you know, a sedentary lifestyle does not require a ton of calories. And I think a lot of people just need to realize that if you're working a desk job and you're not moving, you don't need a lot of calories. It could actually be a lot less than what you're accustomed to, uh, maybe prior to that desk job. But, you know, if you're not driving a car, you don't need to fill it with gas. And, you know, I know some fitness professionals hate using the car analogy when it comes to a body, but it's it's one that so many people can understand. So if you're not moving, you don't need calories. Like, yes, you need some to maintain and not die, but it's, it's probably a lot less than a lot of people, um, you know, realize. But because we live in America where food is so over overly available and so hyper palatable, it's just really easy to consume more calories than you need on a daily basis. So the first thing that you have to be aware of when you're at a desk job is you just have to realize, hey, I don't move a lot, so I don't need to eat a lot either. Just just decrease the amount of food you eat. So that could be portion sizes. It could be making smarter choices as far as less calorically dense foods, you know, a la your vegetables and your fruits and your lean proteins, basically the same shit we tell you to eat, even if you are active. But, you know, anyway, let's, so you don't move a lot. You don't need to eat a lot. That's the first thing that you should probably realize if you have a, a desk job. So listen to your body. Only eat when you're hungry. Don't just mindlessly snack. And then speaking of snacks, you really have to be mindful of that as well. So it can be really easy when you're at your desk job plugging away numbers into a spreadsheet or, you know, whatever it is that you do, you know, while you're sitting down, you have to be mindful of the snacks that you do put in your body because there's nothing wrong with snacking. You just have to choose the right snacks. You have to avoid all the overly processed shit that comes in a plastic bag or a box because that tends to be overloaded with sugar, calories, fat. Uh, It's deep fried in hydrogenated vegetable oils that are not good for you to begin with and you're just needlessly and mindlessly shoveling this crap down your throat and you're adding all these extra calories that we just covered you don't need so be mindful of the snacks that you're eating in a given day so you really want to try to aim for nutrient dense snacks um, while at the same time being um, 
what's the opposite of dense? Calorically not dense. Ah, people are going to listen to this and be like, what an idiot. Doesn't know what the opposite of dense is. Anyway, so not a lot of calories, but you really want to pack the nutrients in with it. So, uh, and if you can, higher protein snacks are going to be the ones that you need to. So, like your things like your beef jerkies and your protein bars, um, edamame. If you don't have a you know have a problem with the soy in that, um, protein shakes can be another good one. Um, but then you also have things like cut up vegetables, um, hummus, fruit, not dried fruit. Dried fruit has a ton of added sugar in it and it really is, you know, health food disguised in a unhealthy food form. So not dried fruit, fresh fruit, um, you know, certain rice cakes are going to be good. Mixed nuts, as long as you don't totally overdo it with the portions and, um, you know, try to really be aware of. Uh, the liquid calories as well. Water is going to be your best friend. Don't don't get sucked into drinking the juices and the teas and whatnot. Um, water, 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 water. You can infuse the water with a little bit of fresh fruit, so it has kind of like that hint taste of maybe like strawberries or mixed berries or oranges, whatever it may be. And then you know if you if you are going to drink something other than your water, make sure it's coffee black, uh, avoid the added creamers in there, you know, uh, or at least don't overdo it for the most part. I personally like drinking my coffee black, uh, took a long time to get there. Trust me. It, it's, uh, it's an acquired taste. Uh, you could also drink some herbal teas. Maybe you get a little bit of green tea brewing. Um, so those are going to be the big things that you're going to need to focus on when it comes to your, um, diet not a lot of calories really avoid the the liquid calories if you can and then just be mindful of your snacks uh, and and one of the things that you might want to do and I know I talked about this in an earlier podcast about like quarantine eating um, but it goes along the same line of thinking so if you're not super active what you might want to do is just alter your your macronutrients meaning your carbs fats and proteins to fit a more sedentary, less active lifestyle, which is basically lower carb, higher fat, protein doesn't really change. So, you know, in a nutshell, what you can do if you're at a desk job and you're really not working out like when you're done is just adapt a lower carb, higher fat diet. Um, Those diets tend to go really well with more sedentary lifestyles and they tend to um, not pack on the pounds over a long period of time. Um, but again, it's just a suggestion. Some people will do fine with a moderately, uh, or a moderate amount of carbs in their diets while still working the desk job. So that covers the nutrition aspect of things. The The second biggest thing, and I guess these are ordered in importance because that's how I wrote my notes. Um, but the second thing you need to do more is move. You need to move more when you're at a desk job. And I I know like a lot of people say like, oh, that's tough. Like I just don't have the time to, you know, take 20 minutes and go for a walk like people recommend. And that's not what you need to do. What you need to do is have like micro doses of movement throughout the day, but you just need to have a lot more of them. So don't think of movement as like this one big giant obstacle that you need to take care of. No, think of it as like tiny, small, little goals that you need to achieve throughout the day. So don't think that, you know, you need to take an hour lunch and walk that entire hour. 
No, just set an alarm for every 10 minutes on your phone and go for like a two-minute walk or something like that. So, you know, within the course of an hour, that's going to, you know, add up to 10 minutes of walking times six to eight hours, and you've got a ton of movement within that day. So the human body is meant for movement. The human body craves movement. So you have to give it. You have to take your joints through these ranges of motion. You have to go for walks. You stand up, stretch a little bit, reach down, touch toes, do a side bend, drop into a squat. Like, who cares if you look like a weirdo? Honestly, the people who are not doing this are the weirdos. Like, they are the people who are just letting their bodies go to shit. So if someone ever sees you in your office and you're doing a deep squat and you're just kind of loosening up the hips a little bit and kind of rocking through so your ankles can get a little bit of movement and they're like what's this joker doing you know shut the hell up you you're like you shut up you should be doing this everyone in the office should be doing what i'm doing be the leader like be the person who takes charge and who you know, is an influence to all these people to take control of their job, which is typically one that is not going to lead to a lot of health benefits when you sit for a long period of time. You know, be the person who starts a trend, get up, move, drop into a squat, you know? Joints love movement and they love being taken through all their ranges, all their available ranges of motion. When you don't use your available range of motion in any given joint, you're going to lose it. So that means if you don't do a deep squat, if you don't, um, you know, take your shoulder joints through its full ranges of motion, over time, your body's just going to be like, well, fuck it. I don't do it anyway, so I'm just going to shut it down. And we're only going to live in this small range of motion. And then you become a tight, immobile, old guy who looks funny when they walk just because your body's not able to do what it should be able to do at that age. Don't be that guy. Be the old guy who wants to or who still can move like a young guy. Yeah, you you will be the envy of everyone going into your golden years. And I know it's hard to think that far in ahead, especially if some of you are like 25 listening to this. Don't be a jackass, okay? Work out for the long term. It's not just about, you know, looking good for the beach. It's part of it, but it's not all of it. So set a timer and every 10 minutes... Just get up and do a little bit of light stretching, you know, touch your toes, do a split squat, do a lateral squat, do a side bend, do, do a half kneeling, um, hip flexor stretch, do something, just move just a little bit. Even if you just walk to the water cooler and back, um, that's, that's more than enough. You just have to move more. You have to find ways to introduce little micro movements into your day. Um, and I promise that's going to be huge just in terms of keeping excess weight off and keeping your body feeling like it should be feeling over the course of time. And then another thing you might want to do, honestly, is consider investing in a standing desk. If you work for a company, bring it to whoever's in charge of your budget and be like, listen, I want a standing desk. It's going to make me healthier. It's going to make me more productive. I'm going to miss less time out because I'm injured, sick, whatever it may be, you know, like this is going to benefit the company just as much as it's going to benefit me because I'm going to be a healthier, more productive individual. Um, and they might seem, you know, a little expensive at first couple hundred dollars, but you need to view this as an investment, a long-term investment that has a high return on that investment. It's going to pay dividends 
way into the future. So, you know, it, it might have a steep price tag in the beginning or what you perceive to be a steep price tag. But remember, th this is an investment. It's not a single purchase. It's going to continue to pay for itself month after month after month after month when you're not a decrepit, old, feeling like a piece of shit person because you sit for nine hours a day. So consider investing in a standing desk, um, you know, especially if you're not getting those little micro doses of movement like you should be. So we've touched on diet. We've touched on just moving more, not even being specific, just move more. Now we can get into the specifics um, as far as what sitting does and, and the things that you can do to actually offset some of these things that um, the changes that sitting causes. So when you sit in a seat, you know, the normal seat, your hips and knees are typically bent at 90 degrees and they stay like that for an extended period of time. And no one has perfect posture when they're sitting down, you know, working at a computer. They all tend to hunch forward a little bit. The shoulders are rounded forward. Uh, it's the typical, you know, seated typing at a computer posture. And what this does is it causes your hips to become tight causes your thoracic spine to become more flexed, which is going to cause an inability for it to extend and rotate, which is, that's not good. Um, you want your thoracic spine, your mid spine in between your two shoulder blades. You want that area of your spine to be very mobile. You need it to extend backwards. You need it to be able to rotate um, because it's supposed to. That's the area of your spine that is meant to handle a lot of movement. So when it becomes really tight, you run into a lot of issues um, and it affects all the adjacent areas like your neck and your shoulders and your low back. Um, and then when your hips are tight on top of that, like, pfft, you know, that's just, uh, I was going to say icing on the cake, but that's not good. I guess unless you're on a diet, then it is icing on the cake because you want to avoid that. Anyway, um, you, you don't want these things to occur. So there are things that you can do to address your tight hips, your tight thoracic spine, um, and your tight shoulders. So you can introduce a little bit of foam rolling to those areas. So foam rolling the hip flexors, the glutes, the hips, um, you know, getting that uh, roller up into your mid back and rolling out the lats and the pecs. All these areas are going to become tight uh, from being in a contracted position all day. When you're hunched forward, your pecs, your chest muscle, uh, and your lats are basically in a shortened or contracted position uh, for extended period of time. So what your body will do is if you keep doing this over and over and over, it's just going to keep those muscles tight because, you know, why waste the energy to keep an available range of motion when you don't use it? Your body's really smart. It always wants to cut corners and cheat um, and preserve energy so it can survive a little bit easier. So what I'll do is I'll put... Um, some links in the show notes to show you some of the rolling that you can do to mobilize some of these areas um, just so you have a better idea, especially if you're a visual learner. Um, so, you know, if you're curious, you want to see some of the, the foam rolling techniques that you can use, just take a look in the show notes. And so what you have to realize is I don't, I'm not sure if a lot of people realize this is, um, 
So when you sit for an extended period of time, I'm sure a lot of people are aware that, yeah, some things can become tight just because I'm in that seated position, but a lot of things can also become weak just because you're not using those muscles on a daily basis. And more specifically, I'm talking about your glutes, your butt muscles, you're sitting on them all day, so they're not being used. Your core, which is a very broad term, so we'll just say your abs, your obliques, and your your upper back. So those areas, they're not being, or those muscles, I should say, they're not being used. So your brain, if you think of your uh, brain as kind of like a dimmer switch to some lights in a living room, and your muscles are the lights, your brain will basically hit that dimmer switch to go down super low. Um, so your brain is basically dimming your glutes, your upper back, and your core just because it's not using them. So again, why waste all this energy to, you know, preserve strength in muscles that are not being used? So they're just going to get weaker over time just because you're not using them. So the things that you're going to have to do when it comes to strengthening muscles, um, you're going to need to hit those areas and you're going to need to do some hip thrusts. You're going to need to do some rows. You're going to need to do some planks, some side planks, some dead bugs. Um, you're going to need to strengthen those areas. So this is something that you probably cannot do in the office and you're going to have to make time to actually work out outside of the office to strengthen these muscles. Um, because weak muscles can also be tight muscles. And, you know, that's kind of a foreign concept to a lot of people. But take the psoas, for for uh, for instance. So the psoas muscle is a muscle that, it's a hip flexor. So it's on the front of your hip. If you were to put your hands on the bony part of your hips, right where your belt is, and then right below that, like that's typically where your psoas is. And your psoas attaches to your thigh bone, and it actually attaches to the base of your spine. So when you sit all day, that muscle, which is responsible for flexing your hip above 90 degrees, so when you're sitting, you never really flex your hip above 90 degrees, it gets weak. And then what happens is when a lot of muscles get weak, your brain will realize that something is weak and it views that as basically a liability for your body. So it says, you know, I have a muscle, I have an area that's weak and it can't control that joint from entering a, basically what it perceives as a dangerous range of motion. So what it'll do is it will create tension in that muscle to prevent you from going into a dangerous position. So, you know, some of you might be, you know, shrugging off strength training as it's not important. I don't need to do it. But if you kind of look at it from both ends and you realize that a weak muscle can also be a tight muscle, well, then it might change your point of view of things. Because I've had a lot of clients come in and say, I have a tight whatever. And no amount of stretching that I do fixes the problem. Well, it's not because you have a tight whatever muscle. It's because you have a weak whatever muscle. So you guys, if you have a desk job and you're sitting on your ass for eight hours a day, you absolutely have to take the time to strengthen your ass, okay? Um, 
And, and what will happen too is these weak muscles, this tightness will affect adjacent joints. So a weak butt, you know, might cause your hips to be tight. Okay. So now you've got tight hips. Well, now because you've got tight hips, your low back is going to be affected because your hips can't move like they're supposed to. So your brain, how smart it is, will say, my hips can't move. I guess we're going to have to move my low back now. Well, guess what? You know, back, your low back is not supposed to move. And then because your low back is trying to move, then it affects the next, next thing up, which could be your thoracic spine, or maybe it'll affect your knees. So just don't think that because you have a problem area, that that is the problem. You know, if your low back hurts, 99 out of 100 times, it's not your low back that's the problem. You've got a weak butt. You've got tight hips. You've got a tight thoracic spine. You've got a weak core. Like there's a there's so many things that could be affecting what you think is going wrong in your body. I, I feel like this is a huge tangent, but and let's, let's recap. Let's go back and revisit everything. So sitting, you get tight hips. You get a tight thoracic spine. You get tight shoulders just from being in that hunched over hips flex position all day. You also get a weak butt, you get a weak core, and you get a weak upper back because these muscles are in a position where they're not being used on a daily basis. I mean, they're being used, but they're largely being ignored throughout the day. So what do you have to do? You have to find ways to mobilize your hips, to mobilize your thoracic spine, and mobilize your shoulders through foam rolling, maybe some breathing drills as kind of like a reset for the nervous system. But then you also have to strengthen your glutes. You have to strengthen your core. You have to strengthen your upper back and your hips in general. So planks, hip thrusts, deadlift variation, rowing variation, um, you know, isolation hip work is going to be super important for you. And also strengthening your psoas muscle. I know I just talked about that, but you got to strengthen that psoas muscle because if that becomes tight, it, it can cause other problems. So I know that's a lot to take in. So what I'll do again is in the show notes, I'll put a link to various exercises, um, articles that we've written on things that you should be doing to strengthen and address and mobilize all the things that we just talked about in this podcast. But just to recap, so remember, if you have a desk job or if you're driving for hours and hours on day, the things that you should be focusing on, number one, you don't move a lot, so you do not need to consume a lot of calories. Be mindful of your snacking. Very nutrient-dense, very high in protein. Water is your best friend. If you drink coffee, Try to drink it black or at least take it easy on all the additive bullshit. If you want to look into it, try considering a lower carb diet and a higher fat diet, still high protein. Move more. Set a timer on your watch. Move every 10 minutes. It could be for 60 seconds. It could be for five. It doesn't matter. Think of them as micro doses of movement throughout the day and try to get a lot of them. And then again, if you sit a lot, you are at risk for tight hips tight thoracic spine and tight shoulders. You're also at risk for a weak core, weak glutes, weak upper back, and just weak hips in general. So you need to strengthen these areas. As long as you are doing those things, you are going to be fine and you can continue working your desk job 
with no issue. But it will take some work on your end. I'm not going to lie to you. It's not a magic pill. So hopefully if you were listening to this episode and hoping I would just say, oh, just eat a banana at 1036 every day and you'll be okay. Not the case. You will have to put in a little bit of work. But guess what? Anything worth having in life requires a little bit of work. So that just applies to everything. Um, so as long as you're doing all these things, and again, I'll put a couple links in the show notes to give you a better idea of visual if you guys are actually curious about that. Um, but you should be fine. A desk job is not a death sentence to a, you know, a lifestyle of extra weight, high body fat, and just aches and pains all the time. There are ways around this. There are ways to enhance and optimize your body and the way you feel and move on a daily basis. So check the show notes if you guys want to see any of that stuff. And I recommend it just because, you know, visuals don't exactly, or I'm sorry, the uh, audio doesn't exactly do it justice, especially if you're more of a visual learner. Um, But um, it's all good stuff, especially since a lot of people are seated for extended period of time, um, just nationwide. It's just what we do as a nation. And, um, you know, don't forget if you guys enjoyed the episode or the show in general to subscribe, leave a review, tell your friends about it, uh, play it in your cubicle while you're sitting, blast it for everyone to hear, and then just keep an eye out for future episodes. And hopefully everyone is still staying healthy during this, uh, crazy pandemic we have going on here. So anyway, thanks for listening and I will see you guys, uh, on the next episode.